Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 134 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Kill La Kill episodes 4 through 5, where it's no tardies day, laundry day can get you expelled, and in Soviet anime, biology club dissects you. Yeah, you know, in Soviet anime, a lot of different things can happen to you. In Soviet anime, you go into video game. In Soviet anime, you summon spell books and giant weapons. In Soviet anime, tentacles. Anyways, let's jump in. That was a really profound final point about those tentacles that you made. <laughs> yeah, I know it was profound. I've, I'm living in my own brain, Blake. It's a really crowded and weird place. I don't love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, hello. Well, um, in non-anime news, uh, guess what? What? I've been watching the new Watchmen series. <laughs> oh, I've heard only fantastic things. It is so good, and it also, like, takes place after the original Watchmen happens. Okay. So, like, it's just opening up on, like, weird things happening. And also there's, like, random little side things where they talk about Dr. Manhattan. And you're just like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, it's uh, so I good. I gotta check that out, but we don't have... Uh, we don't have HBO. I was going to say HB, not a sponsor, but I don't pay them. So I figure it evens out. Yeah. You, you could have said, I don't even watch that on TV. And I'm but, like, Blake, it's not TV. <laughs> it's HBO. It's the home box office. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I, I also watch Raised by Wolves all the way through. And uh, that's on, that show is that's crazy. That's on Aminata sponsor, right? No, Aminata it's on sponsor. HBO too. It's, uh, it's so, so, okay. So here's what happened. So I was like, okay, I, I really, really want to watch Raised by Wolves. Uh Um, just because I've heard so many good things about it. So I looked up HBO and they were like, Hey, we'll, we'll give you a week free. And I was just like, that sounds like enough time to watch a single season of a show. (laughs) And so that's what I did. And then after that, I was like, now I want to watch Watchmen. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm running out of my days to watch this on. And then my brother was just like, hey, you can watch it on mine. And I was Ooh. just like, oh, now I'm just going to watch all the HBO stuff. I have had so many false starts on that. Like, I, I'm a little tentative to share accounts because I feel like I'm an adult who should be able to get his own account and, like, my parents are not technologically savvy, so there's no parental account leeching. My husband's parents mentioned that they had HBO, and I was like, please give me your password, though. And then they were like, oh, I think it's actually his sister's, and we're using her password. <laughs> I was like, damn it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, I have not. But um, it's also like the cha- the great challenge is that, like, number one, I'm generally opposed to there being more and more streaming services think we've said this on the show before i know that this is just not the future that we have in store for ourselves but uh, i think that it is the best for us as consumers that you can get paid for a streaming service to license your material and then there will be like four streaming services max and we're like well past that and we're not going back but like that's the ideal in my book um with that said you know 
especially given our brand new Geekly Grind um, affiliation, they have there are like two streaming services for anime that I wasn't using, one of which I just started using, but with ads that we now get, uh, we have access to with, you know, like premium subscriptions to them. Uh, in addition to, I have net, I have who I have Anna, I have Diz, I, so like I've got four regulars and three anime subscription things. Oh, and I also use verve, uh, just in a non-paid version so I can watch Harmon Quest. So I'm like, I'm, I have, like, even if I just had one, I would never watch all of the things that I want to uh, because there's just too much. It's not just that I'm a slow watcher because I still watch a lot of TV. I just watch a few episodes of one thing at a time and then I switch. So I'm still watching a ton. It's just there's too much. And, you know, so I, that's kind of been my great challenge with HBO, especially because they have had, like, what, three streaming services with various criteria and it's Mm -hmm. like they have they have made it as confusing as possible for a name that it has so much recognition like they probably are only behind disney as far as being the name you want to see get into the streaming game and that's arguable depending on who you are but like just from a name recognition and they fucked it up so badly by having three different ones with like various requirements some of which you could not get access to like we the first one, right, you had to have a TV subscription that had HBO on it, and then you got their streaming service for free. And it's like, I don't want TV. I don't have TV. And I'm not going to get but Blake, TV it's so I not get TV. This. Fuck off. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Like, the first one, you had to have a TV subscription that you added HBO Blake, to. I'm telling you, it's not TV. That you added HBO to. The rest of the TV was TV. <laughs> We're divorcing. <laughs> okay. So, so... so- I also found some anime news this week and then I forgot it. So that's my anime news for the week, but I do have a television show recommendation from one of the sponsors, not sponsors of our show. Yeah. It's not an anime, but uh, it's called Kim's convenience and there's four seasons on net, not a sponsor. And Pete and I randomly stumbled across it this week and love it. Yeah. Caitlin and I finished up the good place on Netflix Mm. and we're on who um, on uh, and not, not a sponsor. And uh, we are, we are doing our best to to prepare ourselves for the ends of the end of Shit's Creek, and we're yeah. like, we're not ready for it. We're I, like, <laughs> no spoilers, but like when I, I knew how many episodes there were in the season, and I knew what number episode we were on. So like, as we got closer, I became more emotional just because I was so upset that like it was ending, and I love these characters so much. Um, but yeah, check out check out Kim's convenience because it's really good and i was thinking it's not it's not exactly the same as schitt's creek by any means it's it's quite a different show but it has that kind of like more subtle more understated type of humor where it's less jokey and more just like characters saying things um Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of heart to it too so i think you guys would like that yeah um in in other news uh outside of watching the anime for um what you know we're covering currently um i have gotten all the way caught up with chainsaw man and it has continued to be as awesome as i wanted it to be um and also i have been uh um getting all the way up to date on decadence (laughs) (laughs) Decadence is so addictive. This um, this Monday pod is going to destroy you. 
<laughs> oh god. Um, here we go, dude. This is the other thing that I, I I thought about this week while I was watching Decadence. So there's that new video game that came out that was just like it's it's like somebody is the bad guy. I can't remember the name of it. Um, Give it's me more like, details. Okay, so the the premise of it is like you're you and a group of people are um, are trying to. Uh, like do a task on side of like a it looks like a space station or something. Uh, and by the way, this is from me talking about it having never played it. Um, is this a, but, is it a board game or a video game? It's a video game that it seems like it just came up pretty recently because everybody's talking about playing it right now okay. and they're playing it as like big groups. Um, and it seems like somebody is the villain, but you have to figure out like who is doing it. And like sometimes if you can catch people alone, you can kill them without anybody else seeing that you, you've murdered other people. <laughs> so like, you know, some people leave and then one comes back, I guess. Um, so uh, I, I, I saw that happening and then I've been watching a lot of decadence and I was just like, these are connected. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Decadence is so sweet. Oh man. It's, it's, it's just, I think it, I think it might be my favorite new show that I have started watching because of doing the Monday pod so oh, far. No. And that is a really big thing to say um, because I, I love God of high school so much. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you do rave about that periodically. Yeah. I uh I just realized that we're gonna have to come up with more categories for end of the year episode. Oh no. We'll have so much more things to think about. <laughs> now I'm worried about this. Oh, what if it's you... okay. We have we have time, theoretically. Ugh. Ugh. We don't have time. <laughs> also, if you're in the United States, uh, we're voting very soon when you hear this, like two weeks or so. Uh, so if you're able to still register to vote, which a lot of places you can, um, then make sure you do that. I know I'm in Colorado and uh, this episode's going to come out on the 16th. We would have over a week left to register to vote. Uh, if you're in Colorado by the time you're able to hear this episode. So go ahead and register to vote if you're, you know, in the U.S. and I, I guess a citizen. And um, you don't have to be a citizen, but you have to do something, right? Am I right? Or maybe you don't have to be a natural born citizen, but you do have to be a citizen. I don't know the rules uh, because I'm an American and we are generally not the smartest. So yeah. um, anyway, by the way, that video, game, vote that video and, game is called Among Us, by the way. It looks oh, like... I've heard the name, but I actually knew absolutely nothing about it. So I'm going to look into that after this because that sounds interesting. I'm actually going to pull up a page about that right now, or I will for Yeah. Um, also, in, in other news uh, that is friends of the pod, um, uh, well, not friends of the pod in the sense that they're another podcast, but Enemies friends of the, of the pod. pod. It, well, friends of the pod in the sense that we they were like the first uh, con that, that brought us into... Oh. Uh, to do stuff on, but um, Kamari Khan is doing a digital con at the very beginning of November. Um, we we have submitted and hopefully we'll be able to do a live episode on it. I'm crossing my fingers for it. Hopefully we'll we'll get in. Even if we don't, though, you should definitely support this con. Um, and not only because they supported us and they had us out so that we could be a part of it, but everybody that I have met that works on Kamari Khan is just like the sweetest people. Yeah. Um, and like we we saw them at uh, like Anime Central, and they were they not only recognized us, 
but also um but also were like super nice and like hey what are you doing at this are you can you talk about this and like you know just trying to connect and stay up to date and, I was and they like, also asked us if we were coming people. back and then told us that they hoped we would yeah <laughs> they're also... very very nice and the con yes. was really good that was also where we got like some really big deal interviews uh like some some heavy hitter voice actors were there that we were lucky enough to talk to partly because of how nice they were and because we were also being nice and uh they're just awesome and you know yeah. i mean it's if you want to go back and listen one of them is with deku from my hero academia yeah and one of so. them is with merlin from seven deadly sins like these were very good interviews yeah so um definitely worth checking out but also like yeah if they if you're into doing virtual cons like check them out because they they put on a really good convention and they were very kind to us so yeah um and support you know and it, it can always be said every week as well um that one of the things that you should definitely do right now if you're one of those people that likes going to cons and you're like oh i can't go to cons right now that sucks and you're you're still feeling like that that con itch but maybe you you have a you have kind of like a um, uh, uh, you're not, you're not hard up for money right now, which a lot of people are, and you still have that con itch. I would suggest that you find some of those artists that are in artist alley and take a look at them online because they are hurting too right now. That's so a really like good suggestion. A, a lot of those people, if you can support some of those little artists so that they can stay, you know, afloat long enough to get back to con season when hopefully it starts back up next year, everybody cross your fingers and toes. Um, you know, like you should definitely support those people and we are trying to support those people too in any way that we can. Um, so and one of the ways know. is by using our meager power by to recommend that you do this. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, yeah. And, uh, randomly, um, if you are one of those people, let us know, um, because we will support the shit out of you and promote you as much as we can on every single social media platform we can. Yeah. So feel free to are, add we, us we, and send us a picture of you with your cool piece of art. If you buy something, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Anyways, um, with all that being said, we do have an episode to go over this week, and I am excited again to talk about these episodes because it's fucking Kill a Kill. And let's talk about previously on. Kill a Kill is very good. Uh, it is uh, also, Spencer has described it as like more, almost more of a Saturday morning cartoon, um, which is, you know, doesn't encompass all of it, but it is wacky in a really fun way. Um, it is set in a town surrounding a school called Hanoji Academy. And Hanoji Academy centers around the student council government who have become functionally a fascist regime in charge of the school and indeed the surrounding town. This is owed in large part to the Goku uniforms. Um, no relation to Dragon Ball. Uh, the Goku uniforms are superpowered clothing that when you put them on, you get superpowers essentially. Um, and so people wear these, you know, high powered clothes and they become high powered individuals and then they throw their weight around because, uh, you know, power corrupts. So the fascist school government now has a thorn in its side in the form of our protagonist. That is a girl named Ryuko. She happened to find a slightly different type of clothing. She has named her outfit Senketsu. 
And unlike the Goku uniforms, her outfit, Sinketsu, is uh, at least somewhat sentient. Uh, it feeds on her blood and supercharges her in return. And because she has this uh, this article of clothing uh, and something of a chip on her shoulder because she thinks that the student council president might be responsible for the death of her father, she has decided to go against the school in a series of wacky battles that happen uh, once an episode so far. Uh, she has befriended a completely uh, oblivious girl named Mako, who's very sweet, who always seems to have bad things happen to her or get captured or something like that. And is just completely cheery through all of it. Um, she's staying with Mako's family, who are very poor and live in the town around Hanoji Academy. Uh, once again, Satsuki, that is the student council president that Ryuko hopes to fight. And... Um, Right now, Satsuki is kind of... She's not in really in these episodes in any demonstrable way, uh, but she has sent several of her uh, emissaries in Goku uniforms to challenge Ryuko, um, and in a slightly different way than what we've seen so far, that will sort of continue to happen as we watch for episodes four and five today. Yeah. Episode four is called Dawn of a Miserable Morning. This episode starts out with everybody losing their damn mind because it's uh, the start of No Tardies Day, um, which is a day that if you don't get to your classroom on time, you will be expelled. And the way that you have to get to school from your hovel house around the city is through a crazy gauntlet of murders. It's just like... <laughs> It's murder land has yeah, suddenly like appeared a, around you. A giant. <laughs> it's it actually made me think of Fall Guys, the new video game where you just have to go through like absurd, um, you know, obstacle course thing to try and reach the end. But the obstacle course is designed to sort of like fuck you up sometimes even by chance or just bad luck. And uh, this kind of kind of is a very murdery version of that and you like throughout the entire episode you see like kids lying around unconscious or worse and there's blood everywhere <laughs> it's just like they're just trying to get to school <laughs> well it, uh, another worse thing that's happened apparently is that uh senketsu is really really gross and so um mako's mom has decided that she's gonna launder it um and and mako is just like come on you can just go inside of your um inside of your pjs and meanwhile we see like senketsu going through like this whole thing of being washed and he's just like nobody can hear me but you you have to save me Ryoko and she's just like she's like uh, I can't get to you and he's like oh this is terrible and then he starts getting ironed and he's like oh it burns actually it's nice that's nice this is nice <laughs> yeah so this is bad news bears because Ryuko is known and is an enemy of the school uh even though she's still going to it and it is uh, it's a little unclear to me if she's still at the beginning of the show, a few episodes ago, she was attempting to enroll in the school uh, as sort of a pretense so that she could get access to the student council. It is not clear to me if she was successful at enrolling, and if so, if she is still considered enrolled. They kind of act like she is, right? Because uh, she's seen in homeroom in these she episodes. She can be tardy, Blake. That's true. I guess she is, which is a little mind-boggling because she's like 
also public enemy number one. So at <laughs> some point she's sitting in school at the place where her enemies are and where they know where she is. But look, again, this has cartoon logic in pretty much the best way. So like, it's just whatever. It, it's kind of like rule of cool twisted to be rule of funny, but also sometimes cool. Uh, mm. And it, it totally works. Yeah. Um, so they start trying to do this murder run and they're going to like very quickly meet up. It's Ryuko and Mako and they meet another classmate named Maiko. So that's not going to be confusing at all. Yeah. Um, and Maiko is, has like her arm in a sling. She's already tried to get to school and has sort of failed out, but she looks so pitiful that they're like, we are going to be the good guys and we are going to take you with us even though that will make us more susceptible to these traps because we don't want anybody to get expelled and you are here. So we can help you specifically with that. Okay. So meanwhile, um, there is going to be an ongoing joke um, that is going to never not be funny, um, which is that uh, the, her um, Mako's dad and younger brother and dog are all going to be trying to get Senketsu to Ryoko. Um, it's so like the first time they do it, they're driving up and, um, and uh, like, uh, um, Maiko, um, is, is going to, every time she loses balance or something, she's going to start to pull on the clothes of Ryoko. <laughs> so like exposing undergarments, exposing undergarments of some kind. And so, um, they're going to get distracted and, and slam into a pole basically the exact same way every time. And the first time Mako's dad is going to be like, I'm mortally wounded. You must take the, you must take the outfit and get it to her. And like her younger brother is just like, I will do this. And then the next time he like crashes into something while being on his bike. And he's like, I am dying. You must do this. And hands it to the dog. And the dog's like, I will do this for you. (laughs) It's so good. And Spencer, here's a question why is this funny because on paper i should hate this right like i generally find the fan service in anime to be pretty gross and like you know i I get i understand fan service i have enjoyed you know an attractive dude with no shirt on on a cw show like they know what they're doing and i can enjoy it And I don't begrudge anybody that, but often in anime, it feels either gratuitous or misplaced at a character that's too young or some combination thereof. Um, A lot often that gratuitousness is highlighting the, you know, sort of like sexual attraction of the, you know, male character in a way that makes them seem perverted to the point of potentially predatory. And just usually I just think that it, it just makes you feel uncomfortable like any scene with hisoka it makes you feel uncomfortable and this should be the same thing right because ryuko she she's in school and i believe she's middle school she's definitely at least young high school age so like Mm -hmm. and they're having bloody noses which is a universal symbol in anime that like there is a sexual attraction but like it just doesn't read that way because it's too funny (laughs) like okay So this is the biggest thing that I would say to you about this. And this show in particular is one of those shows that is is thumbing its nose 100% at 
fan service. Yeah. So it is making fun of fan service inside of anime. And because it is satirical, it makes it more okay because it's making fun of the thing that it knows is wrong. And so because of that, it's, it's, it's just seen as more okay. Yeah. And I think it, you're, it's I think this, you're totally right. It's the same way that if you're watching like, uh, you know, um, uh, like a comedy special or something and maybe the comedian goes too far, but if the comedian is going too far while still pointing out the fact that like this thing is insane and awful, but it's also funny like that's that's yeah. one of the things that I, I think people that like comedy, you know, in that sense and like, you know, satirical comedy specifically are going to like and like about this show. Yeah, you know? it, it's kind of the reason that you like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is because the characters are horrible and they do horrible things. Yeah. But the show makes it very clear that it's not endorsing those things or those people they are the butt of the joke. And I, I think you're totally right. Cause I'm like, you know, I watched Goblin Slayer for this week's Monday episode and I hated it. But part, something that really stood out to me was one scene where a female character takes a slow step towards someone else and her breasts jiggle for like two full seconds on screen, like in a crazy physics defying gratuitous way. Versus like this, which is full of like panty shots and jiggles and stuff like that. But it's so it's like blink and you'll miss it. It's always played for comedy. It never lingers in a way that says like, look at this and enjoy it. You fucking yeah, it's pervert. Like, <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, look at this. Obviously it's a, it's a joke making fun of the fact that they do this inside of other stuff. Yeah. Um, even and- though it's being done you know, not timing wise, but the animation and, and sort of what's happening is often basically identical to what happens in a straight like non-parody fan service scene but it's just the way that they do it and the timing that totally absolves it okay so um that all being said they uh um mako is still badass enough that she is able to get all the way through a lot of these traps while carrying these two dimwits with her um and finally uh when she is nearing the end um she she finally gets her uniform back from guts um but the dog, uh, the right Right before she is able to put on Siketsu, um, it is stolen uh, by Maiko, um, the person that seemed to be their friend, but it turns out she was just an enemy in disguise. And holy shit, is she funny as hell. Like, the joke here... They they foreshadow that she is going to be an enemy right before the reveal, because the, the sort of rule of threes joke with the panty reveals... The first two times they were falling and the panty reveal was an accident, apparently. And this time it's like she very obviously like trips herself and is like, oh, no, I fell. I need something to grab onto. Like, it's just, it's so good. Yeah. And uh, so she is going to take Senketsu. She is going to put Senketsu on. However, um, Senketsu is going to um, halt himself um, and make it to where he cannot be moved while being worn. And so um, uh, the uh, Maiko is just like, fine, I don't need him anyways. I'm going to push you all down the hill um, inside of this uh 
inside of this makeshift uh it's like a it's like a big rolling cart that has a fake school on the front of it yeah it's <laughs> like instead of being at a school they were at a wall with the picture of the school painted on it that yeah. was attached to a cart that they didn't realize they were on in like oh, she also, Looney Tunes she, fashion. Maiko explicitly says that she wanted Senketsu because which I think they actually pronounce Senkets, but I'm too deep now. So <laughs> she wanted Senketsu because um she wants to overthrow Satsuki, the student council president, and become the president herself. And that's gonna be important. Yeah. Um so um as they're rolling down the hill, um she she gets she gets confronted by the one of the the leaders um the elite four um and she's just like oh, it's, <laughs> she's like she's like it's so uh i think is uh gamagori is the one that it, that that connects with her that and he, and she's like she's like oh thank you for helping me and he's just like screw you i heard everything get out of here <laughs> So now Ryuko and Mako are basically back where they started. Uh, oh, also we totally skipped over a middle section where they steal an armored van that you oh get to God. take if you're not a uh, one star because the Goku uniforms have star ranks. And so like the one stars are the weak ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they stole this armored van and then they go through like this sort of tenement area where all of the people in town have been paid or coerced into uh, shooting guns and like rocket launchers and stuff at the van. And it, it's just, it is a completely bonkers sequence that begins with a very sweet mother who is in the middle of breastfeeding her baby, calling the school and being like, they just stole an armored van. What should we do? And they're like, kill them. And she's like, okay. And whips out a machine gun. <laughs> it's so good. So yeah. Okay. Anyway, that happened. Then the betrayal from Maiko, and now Ryoko and Mako are back at the start with like one minute to go. Yeah, and so the way that they are going to get um, all the way up to their classroom is that they are going to hijack uh, a rail car, um, and then, um, or I it's guess like it's a, a gondola. Car, is it? Yeah, it's like a gondola, um, and so they are going to like snap the gondola wire and make it shoot them super fast ahead, um, and then snap Such off of the end. throwing them through the air and slamming the gondola inside of their homeroom and they get out of there like they blow open the door and then they just kind of like step out and they're just like we're here (laughs) (laughs) oh it's just so good so that's episode four and now it's episode five okay episode five may be my favorite one of the episodes so far and the biggest reason why is that there is the there is the show itself that is just like wacky hijinks getting to know these these characters and then you start to like dig into the the weird story plot line that is happening inside of the inside of the show as well um and i really like this character and he has a really cool character design too uh so this episode is uh episode five called trigger um and it's mostly about a character that we've never met before um his name is uh smugu Um, I think it's how it's pronounced. Um, And he is a sniper who also fights with uh, like different kinds of guns that all shoot um, sewing needles. Yeah, he is going to be seen at the beginning of the episode uh, aiming a sniper assassination shot at Ryuka while she's in class. And then 
he is going to be interrupted by this amazing fucking sequence in which it turns out that there is a garden on the rooftop where he is standing and he walked through some of it and the gardening club has shown up and is pissed that he did this thing. Oh my God. I love this so much. (laughs) Yeah. The gardening club have Goku uniforms that allow them to summon giant, uh, you know, like, Piranha Plants from Mario is what it looks like. (laughs) It's what? Oh, yeah, the Piranha Plants. I was going to say Little Shop of Horrors type plants. No, they're definitely Piranha Plants. They just can't shoot the fireball out of their mouth, but they're definitely Piranha Plants. It's awesome, and it is such a good sequence, and it is between one character who seems important but we've never met before and a group of other characters who don't come back later in the episode, and it's so fucking good. This show is so good. Yeah, I, I, I just... Man, I I love I love this episode so much just because it has it has such cool character design. I, I I really like this character and the way that he is built. And the biggest reason I like the way that he is built is that he seems to have um, a, a connection that is completely different. Um, in that he just wants to destroy anybody who has the power of Goku uniforms, who uses um, these life threads that are inside of any sort of uniform that give you superpowers and he does not seem to be using any sort of life thread superpowers instead he is uh he is able to paralyze people with these needles um as well as to just like rip people apart and shoot them apart um, he's which basically he's, doing uh the boys where he is an unpowered person fighting back against the powered people because he doesn't think that they're using their power properly yeah, I, I really like this character and his character design. Um, yeah, it's so good. So then he, Ryuko has gotten away to go on an adventure that we basically don't get to see at all, and it's hilarious. No, no. Um, we don't see you get to see this adventure. Um, she is going to um, completely destroy this. He, we pick up with her at the end of a fight. Yeah, um, and she, she, is, she is at the end of an episode we didn't get to watch. <laughs> And so um, she is going to be um, interrupted by this, though, when she is roundly taken care of by uh, Tsumugu, um, and he is going to um, get her um, com- basically... Sorry, com- sorry, just one one second. The mission she was on is amazing and is worth mentioning, which okay. is the biology club kidnapped Mako because, of course, they did, and they were going to dissect her because they're the biology club, and they are full-on mad scientists in a, like, mad science lair, and they all have, like, skull faces from probably, in like, experimenting on themselves, and then Ryoko breaks in and saves Mako, and it's amazing. Yeah, so that happens. Um, and then, uh, and then Ryoko is, um, she is completely, completely taken down, um, by Smugu, like, very easily it seems and it is a great moment for um for her because she is really full of herself after defeating the like defeating this mission seemingly so easily um and so she she even shows off this new thing where she can like um make her scissor blade go into like a smaller form now and mako's just like you're so much cooler than you used to be and she's just like yeah everything seems to be getting easier um and then she is 
you know, served some humble pie um, and knocked down. And she is about to be straight up shot in the face um, at the very end of this fight that is, you know, she is roundly taken care of um, when um, I think I cannot remember if he uses his first name more or his last name more. But I, I think it's Mickey Sugi um, or is it uh, Akaro? Her I teacher? think Ikuro sounds Ikuro? more familiar. Yeah. So he is going to throw a pen into the side of uh, Samugu's hand. Um, and he is going to be like, okay, I have to leave. But don't forget this. I'll be back for you. And he goes to have a conversation with Ikaro. Yeah. So Ikaro, the homeroom teacher, meets Samugu, who seems like maybe a student or an ex-student. Or maybe he's older and it's hard to tell uh, because, you know, anime designs. Uh, they go to what seems to be a bar and start talking uh, basically because Ikaro is like, don't like stop attacking her um, because you kind of don't get like the full picture, maybe. And Sumugu is like, I'm going to keep attacking her because I am on a crusade against all these Goku uniform wearers, which, you know, Ryuko is actually not one, but he does not know this. Mm-hmm. And so he's he is doing like a Punisher kind of revenge quest type character that is just like so focused on his one thing that it doesn't really matter what anybody says to them. He's going to do that one thing. Mm-hmm. Um and it it's nice because we've seen that he is dangerous for Ryuko. And now we kind of understand that, like, he is after her ba- based on some false information. But also, like, her, her costume isn't a Goku uniform. But it might as well be, it, depending on exactly what it is about the Goku uniforms that you're against because it is a piece of clothing that makes somebody super powerful. Um, He also, I I think is kind of working under the misassumption that she's probably working for the sort of fascist student council. So it it sets up a lot of good tension where you're like, this guy maybe is going to learn that her situation is not what he thought and change his mind, or he's going to learn that her situation is not what he thought and go ahead with it anyway. And I can't really tell how this is going to shake out. Yeah, um, he is. He's a very complex character. And I think putting him as like a Punisher level is like really interesting um, because he does have like a weird messed up backstory. And we'll learn more about that in later episodes. Um, but oh. right now um, we are going to uh, get a fantastic scene um, where Ryuko is going to be uh, attacked again. Again by Tsugu and they're going to be interrupted by these clubs that are just like we want a rematch and they just <laughs> immediately destroy them <laughs> and then but they're, they're just also like, like they all have such great designs like they're not you know main character designs but they're great and you're mm-hmm. just like oh my god who are these wonderful little guys yeah and they're just like yeah we're gonna be able to stand up and fight against you and then they're roundly defeated and they're just like okay what were we doing again <laughs> 
which which takes us to the next moment, which is also a fantastic moment and a great character moment, which is um, Sugu is going to um, he's going to threaten to kill Ryuko, um, and the only um, the only way that Sengetsu can dis- um, save Ryuko is by being like, hey, I'm going to jump off of her body and sacrifice myself in order to protect her because she means that much to me. And he's like, oh, I think it's because Sengetsu is just trying to save himself because I'm going to kill her. And um, he, he sort of gets his eyes open to the fact that she is willing to die with Sengetsu no matter what. Um, and so while he is thinking about this, though, there's not enough time and they're attacked by another member of the Elite Four. Yeah, uh, there's also some scene where Mako shows up and tries to attack him, but he's just too strong and Mako is, you know, she yeah. is but a girl in a world of superheroes. So, yeah, um, yeah Mako does what members- she does. <laughs> what? Well, Mako does what she does, running into the running into the fray and then just like making wild hand gestures and like, <laughs> st- like, like throwing herself across the ground and rolling around. And she's just like, look at me, look at me. <laughs> She's just, like, always so heedless of her own safety. It's phenomenal. She's she's so extra. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they're going to get attacked by a member of the Elite Four, and that's going to put Sumugu in an awkward position, because, like, again, he had an assumption that he had made about these people with super powerful clothes, and now his world's kind of been rocked a little bit, and he doesn't know exactly what he thinks anymore. Yeah, and because of that, um, he is going to be like... I don't know where I'm standing right now, but I know that I need to get more information about this, and we are not going to get that information if I don't save you from this Elite Four member because you are not going to be able to stand up and uh, defend yourself right now. And so he uh, he takes Ryuko, um, he escapes with her, he goes to Ikaro's house, and that's where we end the episodes this week. Um, so it's it's really compact stuff, but... As we've mentioned before on watching Kill a Kill, this is one of those shows that you absolutely 100%, even if you've seen it before, should rewatch with us. So, like, yeah. watch before we jump into the episodes of the week. You know, they're just... And then after also. <sighs> it's just so visual, too. And it's like, you know, we've talked before. Like, our powers are limited, and we're not going to do like a play-by-play or a novelization of these fights. We're going to, you know, tell you what happens. We're going to give you some of the back and forth, talk about some of our favorite moments. But, you know, like at some point you get really diminishing returns when you're hearing two assholes talk about something cool that you could watch. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of that here. But also it's just it's such a high-quality show. The animation is very high-quality. The writing is good. You know, even the comedy is good. And that's coming from, you know, people who generally don't respond to a lot of anime comedy. Uh, this just it just lands um and it's just it's so good and it's so pretty to watch that it's yeah super worth it also a lot of people that listen to our show watch along with us and that's dope yeah and i really like that so you know join them (laughs) one of us one of us google gobble google gobble anyways stick with us after these credits we'll talk about what's coming on next time Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 
13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Greetings, anime fans. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the editor-in-chief for The Geekly Grind, a place where geeks can go to escape their weekly grind. We're coming up on our fifth year of operation, and to celebrate, we searched high and low for some of the coolest podcasts out there in order to create a new geek-centric podcast network. And what we found were three awesome shows that are sure to be a great addition to any geek's media menu. Of course, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, which is this wonderful show, which features an additional episode weekly now to cover new anime and manga from our friends at Viz and Funimation. You can also dive into the world of comics with comic book keepers, where Chris and Lance chew the fat about their favorite heroes, villains, and comic series, as well as the impact that comics can have on our lives. Finally, if you're seeking a fantastical and fun retreat, Knights of the Rolled Table is an engaging and family-friendly D&D adventure starring talented improv actors. With three fantastic podcasts on the books and more on the horizon, make sure to check out the Geekly Grind Podcast Network as well as our regular content at www.thegeeklygrind.com. Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we've got a special crossover episode with JoJo's Bizarre Podcast, where we watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, Episodes 1 through 3. And plot twist, it's not terrible. Oh. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Don't freak I'm out. Freaking out. Anyways, next time on Jojo Bizarre Adventure. Dun 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 dun. Oh god. <laughs>